golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the wet Fairways Very of fairways. I-4 tonight in the house. Holly G, along with, yes, his hair is getting longer. This is going to be a topic of conversation by day, every week. Will Perry. I looked at myself in the mirror, mirror earlier, and I was kind of a... Uh, Are you having trouble managing it, my friend? <laughs> it's not easy. It's <laughs> now definitely you know what we women go it's through. It's approaching that awkward phase, for sure. But Tom, our engineer, he doesn't have to worry about that. Tom, ah! Tom's got the clean look. He's got the clean look. He's, he's got that, that uh, good-looking thing going on. Behind the glass, keeping us all in line. And hey, the Duff. Jason Duffner gets his fifth win. I love the Duff. Me too. I, it's a sw- Honestly, it's a swing that I've looked at multiple times with... The waggle. Well, I love the waggle, number one. And... Um, it's it's a very repeatable swing. He he has a lot of fluid motion, um, and it's some it's a swing that I've looked at when just like analyzing and looking for like inspiration with my own game. And when he gets on the ball striking, like he did at Memorial, very solid. I uh, can't say that it was the putting that pulled him through. However, uh, he did sink the thirty footer on eighteen uh, to seal the deal. But um, I, you know I. I was at the PGA Championship at Oak Hill when he won, and oh, very there cool. was just nobody who was going to beat him that weekend. Uh, he was just so solid. He just hits those irons, uh, and you know he just goes about it in such uh, laid back way. He really does. Um, he's he's playing a little bit better of late. He's gone through stretches in his career, especially a couple of years ago, where he was putting himself into contention quite a bit. Um, I'm not quite sure where he's been. Some of his better finishes. He had, he had a T5 at Zurich, a, a tied for 11th at at Valspar. Um, you know, definitely somebody who can pretty much win any any golf tournament. And he goes 65, 65. Whoops, Se- was 77? Double sevens. Yeah. On Saturday, and then rallies back. That's 68. a heck of a rally. I don't know. I mean, most people would be, uh, they would be done. But they Changing would be their done flights. By. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty, uh, pretty stout finish and comeback on Sunday. He attributes to spending time with Ricky Fowler over the winter break, I say in quotes, not much of a break. But, uh, and that, you know, hanging around those boys uh, really got him uh, reignited and, and, passionate about his game. He well, it said, seems to be working for Ricky as well. Yeah, I, they were they were going at it and and you know, t- turns out, you know, they are good friends and 
Uh, he definitely made a uh, run for it, but um, Jason Jason slam dunked it on 18. Justin Thomas, good show for him for a while there, about six or eight of them all in a bunch. Mm-hmm. Matt Kuchar, good finish for Matt. And um, Kevin Kisner in the in the bunch and and Bubba it was nice to see Bubba playing some good golf. He hasn't been up there towards the leaderboard all too much this year. Um, not really. Well, maybe he's he's played well at the PGA Championships a couple in the past, but um, well, and he's played well at the Travelers, where I think he I know that he's definitely won one time. Has he won there twice? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure on that either. Yeah. Um, so Jordan Spieth. Um, uh, eh, probably not the, the the best Sunday for him, seventy three. But at least he's starting to show a little bit more consistent form, despite that missed cut at the AT and T. But and uh, some of our picks, history <laughs> didn't so even good. didn't even make the John weekend. John Rom didn't even make the cut. Um, Maybe John's a little tired. He's uh, he's been playing a lot of events. Well, can you blame him? I mean, he's been playing lights out for like the last three months. Trying to see how far down on the leaderboard he was. And Anraban Lahiri, a good good showing. Uh, I think he may have had the low round of the day at sixty five. Uh, pretty pretty strong, uh, pretty strong showing for him. Uh, it, you know, little little bit of weather on Sunday at the memorial. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there were some comments. Uh, you know, Jack said that um, that would be the Golden Bear. Said that he would be fine and would certainly not. Uh, get in the way of any schedule changes that the PGA Tour is considering. Uh, it would be interesting to see what would happen to the Memorial if the PGA Championship moves. And mm-hmm. uh, this is really getting a little... A lot of events would have to shuffle around to kind of make a lot of those things happen, pending with the potential of the Players' Championship and the PGA and probably a number of other events in order to make that happen. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. I'm not sure I'm a fan of the PGA moving up to May, quite honestly, but well, uh, they, might, they might like it because it will give them a little more attention. We know come August, um, and then once we get through the FedEx well, Cup football things. Football season. Yeah, it kind of gets lost. Then. But then you also, but you have to think basically after the Open, you've got, I mean, obviously there's the the P, the playoffs, and I don't know if that would be contingent also on moving the playoffs up because then you would have, I don't know, what is it, uh, basically almost six weeks in between the Open and when the playoffs would start if it, it stuck to how it was now. And that just doesn't, like, who's going to watch those events? Yeah, I think um, even though it's 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 jam-packed, uh, I, I, I like it. And I think it's added a lot to the wraparound season. But, um, you know, it will be interesting to see how, how that all unfolds. Meanwhile, we've got somebody we have big, on the big, line. Big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Big partnership we developed with uh, the Big Summer Golf Card. And uh, we've got an announcement and, and sort of some exciting news here. I want to bring in Bill Kazakis, who is uh, the big dog be- behind the Big Summer Golf Card. Hey, Bill. Hi, Holly. How are you tonight? Wonderful. Whoop. Whoop. Sorry about that. Uh, so tell us uh, what's going on with the big summer golf card. We know you've been in uh, the state on the West Coast for, gosh, over 20 years, I think, and now uh, coming to Orlando. Yeah, exactly. We've been uh, The big summer golf card has been around for actually a little bit over 25 years. 
predominantly in the uh, southwest corridor of the state from Sarasota on down through Fort Myers and Naples. And uh, we've been we've been contemplating expansion for quite a while, and we decided at the beginning of this year that we would head up to Orlando, which is uh, pretty much the golf capital of the state up there. And uh, we've gotten off to a, a heck of a start, thanks to a lot of uh, good group associations that we have. One of them is definitely the golf insiders who have been great in promoting our product and doing a good job for us. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to meeting a lot of nice new folks up there. We've already signed up well over 25 golf courses. Um, and to give you a little bit of a thumbnail sketch, the Big Summer Golf Card is really a reduced-price uh, frequent player card for anybody that plays golf uh, a couple times a week, three, four times a month, whatever the case may be. They have the opportunity to play these golf courses from May 1st through October 31st uh, for the lowest prices available. Uh, there's no booking fees. There's no uh, computers involved. They can call the courses, make their own tee times. And if they should happen to need to cancel the tee times themselves, they're in, they're in total control. And the golf courses welcome this kind of play during the summer up in the area up there. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I know that you have had such a strong following on the West Coast for a long, long time. And also, you've got this really fun event that goes along with this uh, big summer golf card, which is the Big Money Tour. Tell us about that. Yes, it is. It it is a lot of fun. Uh, For people that use the card frequently, they get involved in playing in our events. Once a month, we have a a great event for the people that have used the card most, and uh, we give away all sorts of uh, silly things like $1,000 in cash and like all sorts of uh, top-line equipment and everything uh, as a way of saying thank you to our players and our card holders for uh, for frequenting the golf courses that take good care of them at that point. Well, this sure sounds like the perfect Father's Day gift. Well, it is, and in order to do that, what we're going to do is, because we've had such a strong kickoff up there uh, starting on May 1st, uh, we, we've decided that we want to really penetrate the market and uh, get everybody involved. So our normal retail price of the card is a one-time charge of $60. For the balance of the month of June, and on a limited time basis, we're going to offer the card for Father's Day and through the month of June for for $30, uh, half price, and uh, give everybody a chance to experience the the uh, use of the card and the good results that they get out of it, and uh, and perhaps even play some golf courses that they may not normally play. Thirty bucks. That's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Uh, they can go play uh, uh, Orange County National, both courses. They can play any of the Disney courses. And, again, you can do this all yourself, You can, and, and there's no restrictions. There, you can play in the morning. You can play in the afternoon. You can play the weekdays. You can play the weekends. I like the sound all, of that. Yeah, all for the lowest prices that are available in that area up there at those golf courses. That is, that is just tremendous. And uh, as we all know, at least, you know, uh, locals, it's a great time to go play golf because you can go out there and you can get around and, uh, you know, three hours sometimes, 18 holes Especially during the summer. In the day. Love it. Plenty, yeah. plenty yeah. of time to play. 
Yeah, you sure can, and uh, and you can enjoy the golf course and uh, pretty much have your own private golf courses in some cases just by getting out there at the right times. And how do people purchase the big summer golf card? It, it's it's really simple, Holly. All they have to do is go to our website, which is bigsummergolf.com, and uh, enter the promo code for Central Florida, which will be Central Florida Golf, all one word. And uh, they'll see right before their eyes the price reduced from sixty to thirty dollars for them. We love it. That's what we we love bringing great swag and great. Uh, discounts to our listeners. And, Bill, right now, we're going to give away a big summer golf card on the air to caller number four. Four. Caller number four. And maybe you might want to pass this on to two or three of your buddies because, hey, if you could all have this card, you could play a lot of golf this summer. So, caller number four, 407 916 8255. 407 916-8255. 916-8255. The Big Summer Golf Cart can be yours for free. Thanks to Bill Kazakas and the Big Summer Golf Cart. And if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, come on. Not a tie. Not a belt. Dad wants to play golf. Dad wants to play golf, right? Will Absolutely. Perry, did well, you actually, get your dad one? Well, we're actually going to be playing golf on Father's Day in Mexico. Oh, listen to you. Well, I'm so, not sure wow. you go to, as far as Mexico yet, right, Bill? <laughs> Not not yet, but I'll tell you what, if we if you're down there and you are playing golf down there, talk it up and maybe we'll be down there next year. Who okay, knows? you got it. Well and you can you can check out the Big Summer Golf Card on Twitter at the Big Summer Golf Card. I'm sorry, at Big Summer Golf Card, as well as on Facebook. And as always you can check us out on Twitter at the Golf Insiders. And you can find all the information also for the Big Summer Golf Card on the golfinsiders.com. So This is big news. We appreciate this partnership with you, Bill, and we're happy to bring more golf to more of our fans and listeners here in Orlando. So check it out. The Big Summer Golf Card, just 30 bucks. That's a 50% off discount. And hey, come on, pull out, pull out a few greenbacks, get your dad this card. Or adopt a dad and give it to him. That's always one way of going about it. Bill, thank you so much. We so appreciate this, and um, this is this is just fantastic. And Orlando, so happy to have the big summer golf card here, uh, finally in our area. Great, Holly. I appreciate it very much, and thanks to you guys for the great job that the Golf Insider and you and you've done for us. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, doing bigger and better things in the not too distant future together. All right, thank you so much. You're listening Enjoy to the night, folks. You got it, Bill. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Oh, struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders. Taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And Will Perry, who never shanks a three iron. You are always down the middle, dude. Three irons, no. I did go through a spin of wedges 
Yeah, me too. Taking some wedges. La, 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 la. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't want to talk about Not it. Not any of that anytime Aye. soon. Oh. Probably no golf going to be happening this weekend with all the rain, which is kind no, of a bummer. No, and according to Alan our, had the official, the official newsroom, uh, this has been considered a beneficial weather event here in Central I'm Florida. I'm not benefiting from it. Uh, it's you know at least been helpful for fire season. We know it was getting well, a little that is true, actually. little scary out there. Little little tinderous, <laughs> if there's such a word. That, well, it sounds uh, like you made it well, and, pretty um, official. Hey, we know we needed the rain um, desperately, so it's all good. But take it easy on uh, the fairways of I four. We're here. We're uh, keeping you, keeping you. Got you plugged in. Plugged in. Uh, we're gonna go to. Oh, first of all, hey, James Antonetta, big winner of the big summer golf cart from Castleberry. You Congrats are gonna to enjoy you, the friend. heck out of that. And don't forget to go check out their Father's Day deal, slashed in half from sixty bucks to thirty bucks. Uh, BigSummerGolfCard.com. We're gonna go to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Check in on everything that happened at Memorial and. Uh, what's going on with Lefty in the U.S. Open? Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Um, hey, the Duff, he's back. We love the Duff. <laughs> yeah, it's a heck of a win. And, uh, uh, you know, lucky they got it in, I guess, on Sunday. But uh, Almost didn't get uh, it in, actually. No, nah, it was pretty, pretty close there. And not too many guys come back from shooting 77 to win. Um it's remarkable. Very, very, very <laughs> rare. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, 65, 60. It's not your typical, you know, winning scorecard, 65, 65, 77, 68. Uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. What did he have to say in the press room, uh, you know, Sunday after, you know, after shooting the 77? You know, did he just kind of, you know, did he just think he, he had just had a few bad breaks that he was still hitting it well? Yeah, I mean, he he kind of said I just just took it out on, on the range a little bit. I blew off some steam, and then I you know, I just tried to put it behind me. And I knew I you know I was still in contention. I I had been playing well, uh, you know, um, you know he just had a had a rough day. He had the you know he had a poor putting day on Saturday. Um, you know, didn't didn't hit as many greens and. Uh, you know, instead of letting me get him down and panicking, he just kind of got back to business on on Sunday and and uh, you know made four birdies on the back nine. It was a it was a it was a heck of a performance. It sure was. Um, Ricky having a good good day on Sunday, close, but uh, and they and they're pale, so uh, I think he was happy for for Jason. Exactly. I mean, you know, Ricky, uh, actually, it's kind of surprising. He missed the cut at the Memorial the last three years uh, and uh, ends up getting contention there. And, and uh, you know, it's, you know, he, he had a, he, he was in, that was what was so great about what Dockner did there on the last hole. I mean, uh, he's looking at a bogey and, you know, Ricky missed the green, but he still was close to the pin. That was a possibility that he could chip in and tie him and, uh, and then, of course, it went the other way. And uh, uh, they are good buddies. They play a lot of golf together. Um, they, they you know, Duffner spent a bunch of time in South Florida in the winter. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it, was, it was a pretty pretty and actually a pretty good leaderboard there at the end. I mean, Bubba was up there for the first time in forever. 
Justin Thomas was on the leaderboard. Um, Matt Kuchar as well. You know, it's been a little exactly, while for Matt him. Exactly, Matt Kuchar. Um, he Jordan hasn't won Keith. since the Players' Championship, right, of a couple years yeah, back? Yeah, exactly. It's been a few years for Kuchar. He's, he's a top 10, top 5 machine. He just hasn't been winning. Speaking about top five machine, top ten machine, Ricky Fowler, not to steal the show from from the Duff, but he's been putting himself into contention quite a bit this year. Uh, Tied for second, obviously, this week. A couple other, actually one other T2, two T3s, a T4 in there as well. Um, He's kind of rounding into form right at the perfect time heading into the U.S. Open. Yeah, and he won the the Honda also, so he's... You know, I, I think the next step now for him is a major, obviously. And um, is the U.S. Open I, could could he is he the type of player who can who can play well there? I mean, he is notorious for big numbers. Yeah, I mean that's been the thing with him is is avoiding avoiding the uh, the pitfalls, right? You know, you've got to minimize the damage at a U.S. Open. Um, it's typically not a place you can make up a lot of ground. Uh, but you know, this golf course next week, Aaron Hills is, is a big unknown to guys. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's obviously it's all, it's first time hosting the Open. A lot of guys have never played it. It's, uh, it, it's going to be somewhat unique. Um, wide fairways, a lot of places that they can put the tees, a lot of different green, uh, you know, pin placements on the greens. So it, it, it's going to require some fast learning for the guys and. And, and, you know, obviously guys who are hitting it the best and, and hitting a lot of greens are always going to be the ones that you look at at a U.S. Open. Yeah, and it, it looks like quite the test, Aaron Hills. Um, not that old, of course, built in 2004, I believe. Right, that's right. It's not old. I mean, And it's, is know, it a Hertzen design, a Michael Hertzen design? Right, um, right. And, it's, you know, it's a great backstory in itself how they got the U.S. Open. I mean, um, you know, typically courses aren't fast-tracked quite like that. And Chambers Bay was the one two years ago, so we've had two and three years that are relatively new and get a U.S. Open quickly. Um, it just doesn't typically work that way. Uh, in fact, they don't typically go to new venues, uh, you know, venues that haven't hosted it before. It's, it's uh, you know, in the last 40 years or so, uh, I believe this is just the fifth time we've gone to a course that had never hosted the Open before, and and uh, and three of those, uh, well, two of those, Pinehurst and, and Bethpage, and those courses, of course, actually turned out to be quite quite good, quite good venues. You know, they, they actually worked out very nicely. Uh, you know, we've, they've been to Pinehurst two more times since. Uh, they went to Beth Page a second time. So, you know, um, it worked out well in those cases. It's not always the case. Though. And that's why, you know, they, they go to the places that they've, that they've tested and that they know. So uh, it, it's a tribute to this place that they got it, that it, it obviously was able to, to move them in such a way that they, that they want to have a, a, a U.S. Open there. And, of course, the other big news at Memorial was the fact that uh, Mickelson – announcing that he's given up his U.S. Open shot to attend his daughter's graduation. And uh, you had a story on that. Uh, any, any more on, uh, well, I guess, I guess what he said was unless something freaky happened <laughs> or unforeseen, I said to someone, hey, Phil, be careful. Your words are powerful, uh, we, you know. 
but uh, it doesn't look like he's he's going to be contending. I uh, you know I, I think there's the ho- there was the hope that the school would change the time or date or whatever, which is kind of tough when you think about it. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's been planned for months and months and months, and you know the other people made their plans around that date and time, and and uh, so it appears it's not going to move. And you know it's a shame it's not at eight o'clock tonight uh, because if Phil would have had an early tea time. Uh, and say got done by noon, one o'clock uh, Wisconsin time. That's you know nine in the morning in California. You could have easily made a pack, and then come back the next day for a late tea time. I mean, um, who who has their graduation ceremony at ten in the morning? I know it. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong but, with these uh, people? <laughs> but in any case, it's too bad. And I mean, you know, he's going to be forty-seven during the weekend of the U.S. Open, and and. Um, you know, let's be honest. The the, the chances are dwindling. Uh, you know, it's 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 he ne- next year when he when he shows up at the U.S. Open, he's going to be around the age of the oldest major winner ever. The Julius Boros was forty eight when he won the PGA Championship. I mean, it's just you know to give one up now is tough. But uh, no, I don't think any of us are surprised and. And, uh, you know, he put his daughter above this, and I, and I think that's uh, to be respected. Well, it's, uh, again, hard to believe we're right around the corner from the second major of the season. Uh, Bob, it's going to be a fun week at Aaron Hills, and we look forward to checking in with you. And, uh, and it's, I think we've got a, a terrific U.S. Open in, uh, in the offing here. Absolutely. Yep. It should be a good one. All right, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. As always, thanks for spending a little time with the Golf Insiders. You're listening to 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make a part. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G along with Will Perry. And, um, Will, it's um, hard to believe it's been nearly a year since the Tragic Pulse nightclub shooting that flies, changed it? the lives of so many in Orlando and really uh, around the world. Uh, we're coming up on that very special day on Monday, June 12th, um, in which there were, are going to be a number of one-year anniversary memorials. And um, as many who listen to our show also uh, participated in our terrific Golf United for Pulse event last August that benefited the Pulse of Orlando and One Orlando Funds. And uh, we got to know one of the people very involved with those organizations and now is on the board of trustees for the One Pulse Foundation. And really happy to have Ali Benitez on the phone with us. Hey, Ali, great to have you on again. Hey, Holly, thank you so much for having me on. So um, fill us in a little bit about, um, you know, what's happened uh, in the past, you know, year and also what's moving forward with the Pulse Memorial. I know 
the One Pulse Foundation is, you know, key to what's going to happen uh, moving forward with the memorial. Sure. So, so Barbara, the owner of Pulse, started the One Pulse Foundation. Um, she started it to be able to to erect a, a memorial that will honor those 49 souls lost. And she's really getting the community feedback. She wants people involved in this process. The foundation also, in addition to doing the memorial, will be doing um, some educational, possibly scholarships, and a kind of museum on site. So, um, you know, details, we don't know the details at this point, but but it's really going to be a a project where we want the community to be involved. Uh, The city of Orlando has actually deemed June 12th Orlando United Day a day of love and kindness. And I know you've uh, mentioned to me that that's going to be another uh, key aspect of, of the memorial. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really a movement. It's the Act, Love, Give movement that's going on here in Orlando. And with the city and the county and, um, and Pulse joining together and creating this Orlando United Day, just a day for, for people to come together and, um, you know, love one each other, love one another, do acts of kindness, random acts of kindness. There's a lot of different events people can get involved in, and uh, they can go to oneorlandoalliance.org, and there'll be a lot of information there as well. Yeah, and, and that's really a terrific thing, uh, you know, in all these situations. Um, you know, out of tragedy comes, you know, comes good things, and in particular this One Orlando Alliance is, is something that's been uh, very positive. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's really, there's nothing really like it out there. So hopefully we'll be kind of like a uh, a test project here in Orlando, and already it's successful. So we're hoping that other communities will do the same thing and kind of join forces so that the community is, is united because we really, although we were, we weren't in some ways, and we just created the alliance right after, three days after, the events because we needed an avenue to be able to pool resources and not duplicate efforts. And there are a number of um, remembrances that are going to be going on all weekend long um, events. Uh, I believe, you know, there's a run, there's a, um, you know, just so, so many different things as well as vigils. And on, yeah. on actually on Monday, there's a, an event happening right at the Pulse nightclub, correct? Yes, there's going to be an event at the Pulse nightclub. There'll be um, vigils and events around Lake Eola. I I believe the History Center is doing something. There's a lot going on. So, again, if you go to that One Alliance, uh, OneOrlandoAlliance.org, there'll be information there. Um, I also want to say we have been given some some tickets to a baseball game, and we're giving those away free. So if they want to contact us at contact at Pulse of Orlando, we will be giving those away as well. Okay, and also if they want to find out more about the One Pulse Foundation. How do people learn about that? Absolutely, OnePulseFoundation.org. Awesome. And um, Golf United is uh, looking forward to continuing to support uh, these efforts of One Pulse Foundation, and uh, we're going to be announcing something in the next few weeks that uh, I think all Wonderful. of our listeners will be pretty excited about in terms of how we're going to continue and have a, a second event this year to help support the One Pulse Foundation. So we have uh, appreciated wonderful. working with your team and all that you've done, and um, we, we look forward to continuing that partnership. Well, thank you, and thank, thank you guys for all your support. Um, the, the contribution you made really made a huge difference, so I really am looking forward to you all continuing that event.
All right. Thank you so much, Ali Benitez, Board of Trustees from the One Pulse Foundation. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We've got more golf talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G and Will Perry. And, hey, we're going to go to one of our favorites. Jeff Babineau. The Babs from, from Golf, golf Week, Week Magazine. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Memorial. Hey, yeah. Jeff. Hey, Holly G and Will. Well, um, you participated in our Golf United event last year. We were just talking sure. with Ali Benitez from the one... Pulse Foundation, and we're um, getting ready to announce our another tournament coming up soon, Jeff. So I know got to get that golf. I know week, you're going to get crew together. I know you're going to get your team in fast and furious. That's right. Well, certainly a great cause, and uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year, but yeah, a very meaningful tournament. You know, it's it's rewarding sometimes to play in tournaments with all kinds of meaning like that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've got. Lefty out of the U.S. Open, <laughs> working in the St. Jude tournament this week. I, I, I'm guessing it was already in his schedule because he usually likes to play right up before the majors. What do we expect at the FedEx yeah. St. Jude this week, my friend? Well, you know, Lefty likes to get in the hunt there. I mean, I'm not so sure that is uh, when he let it out of the bag that he was going to be missing the U.S. Open to attend his daughter Amanda's graduation out in Carlsbad that he wasn't kind of secretly hoping that school officials might move that. Yeah, I think, uh, I he, think uh, the Golden Bear <laughs> was helping him out on that one, too. Yeah, you know, there's a petition online you can sign. But uh, right now, I think Phil's going to be in California, not in Wisconsin. But he certainly likes Memphis. You know, he plays well there. He's frustrated that he hasn't won since the, uh, you know, it's almost four years. It's amazing. Since he won the 2013 Open. And, yeah. And he's made all the cuts this year. You know, he's made all the cuts, but he just... It's like that one or two shots around that just keeps him from kind of getting in the hunt and contending on Sunday. But I, I would expect him to be somewhere in the picture this week. I like Brooks Kepka this week and Ricky Fowler's playing. Uh, he's playing probably better than his results show this year. You know, he's got a lot of top finishes, but only the one win. So uh, it should be a good lead into the Open. Yeah, I can't believe we're just a, a week away. That um, kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Yeah, it has. No it has. Um Aaron Hills, interesting golf course, Lynx design. Um, you know, who do you, it's hard to say who's going to, who that course is yeah. going to favor because none yeah. of them have played it. I mean, I, you're right. And uh, it, so it's the great unknown trying to usually this time of year where, you know, the players and the memorial, I was up there last week, we're usually fishing for stories for the U.S. Open and talking about the golf course. You know, a year ago we were talking about the greens at Oakmont. They might be the, most difficult in the country, but this is the great unknown this year. There's a handful of guys that have played it in the U.S. Amateur when it was there in 10, I guess, or 11, and uh, there's a handful of guys, and other than that, everyone was kind of going on missions this week to check it out. You know, Roy McIlroy is going to go in early this weekend, and 
Jason Day is going to get some work in this weekend. Dustin Johnson, once he missed the cut in Ohio, went right to Aaron Hills to check it out. So uh, you got to learn it. But it's I think the fairways are fairly generous, and the uh, the guys are, with length are going to have a good advantage there. So uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Well, I was glad to see Steve Stricker, the hometown boy, uh, claim a spot in the sectional qualifier. Uh, he, I would think he knows Aaron Hills a little bit. Yeah, he's played it. You know, when the USGA went there years ago to, to see if it was worthy of a U.S. Open, they wanted to bring a tour player, and they asked Steve, and he's about an hour and 15 minutes away in Madison. So he walked the grounds, and he's thinking to himself, gee, six or seven years, man, I sure hope, I'm sure he expected that he would be playing. And then he kind of had to earn his way in at the 11th hour. It was tough. He was trying to get into the, the world top 60, but that was tough to do, and he played great in Memphis on Monday in the 36-hole qualifier. Uh, so I think it was great. Honestly, I, I don't think he should have been expended, extended a special invitation. He's he's a tremendous guy and a great player. He's a 12-time winner. But he's not a former U.S. Open champion, and he's not a major champion to this point. And uh, uh, the fact that he earned his way in, I think it'll, it'll be good for him. And uh, he's in good form, and he'll be ready to go. So U.S. Open next week. We've got the uh, St. Jude this week. Some solid players playing. You've already mentioned Phil, Ricky Fowler, um, uh, last year's champion, uh, Mr. Burgers, uh, hanging in there. He's actually playing with, I think it's Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler, right? I mean, what should we be looking forward to this yeah. week? Well, I mean, there's always the split camp on whether or not you play the week before a major or, or you sit it out, and it's hot, so you got to reserve some energy because the U.S. Open Week's a long, grueling week. It's tough on you. Physically and mentally, the walk is like more than nine miles. So, uh, but guys are playing this weekend, and it's a pretty good field. I mean, they're they want to play their way in there. They want to kind of get in the hunt on Sunday, feel those nerves, feel what it's like to get that rush of adrenaline, and then go right there in Hills. So, uh, I think the field's pretty good. You know, Adam Scott, he's a little off with his driver, so he's looking to fix some things. You know, Phil, as we said, hasn't contended. Uh, he's looking to get in there. So, you know, there's guys that that could use a good finish this week. And you try to grab a little bit of momentum, and then you get on that plane to Aaron Hills and, and hope you compete well there. Is distance going to be a big factor? I mean, obviously with the length, um, you know, does does that favor a, a Dustin Johnson? Uh, can somebody, well, I don't, I, I don't know John Rahm, although, you know, it's hard to kind of call him a rookie the way he's been playing. <laughs> but. A you wily know, rookie. I, I don't think we often see a, a rookie uh, right. on top on Sunday at the U.S. Open. No, that's – that's. Uh, you know, I did a chart. We have six first-time major winners in a row. You know, after Zach Johnson, you know, he was a two-time major winner, starting with Jason Day in 15. Our last six major winners, none of them had a previous major. So that's kind of interesting. And the average – and they were good players, you know, certainly in there, Jason Day and Stenson and – and Sergio, but the average age is 33 and a half. So I think that shows you, you know, you need a little bit of seasoning. Uh, it's not that a John Rom couldn't get in there and do it, but it's just, it's kind of helps. You know, you got to be able to mentally handle the bad breaks you're going to get in an open. You're going to, they have some bunkers uh, at Aaron Hills that you're going to you know, get in and find yourself under a lip and make double. You got you to be able to handle this stuff and bounce back. And uh, that takes a little bit of seasoning. So, uh, and I do think length's a factor, but you got to drive it straight. But you look at the great modern day drivers, and you think of Dustin Johnson, you know, you think of Sergio, 
And uh, those guys should go in there, if, and and Driver could be a real weapon for them. Um, and, hey, the Duffner may be priming <laughs> himself for another major win after Memorial. Yeah, I mean, he played unbelievable for three days, and then he threw in a little Saturday 77. But he bounced back nicely. And, uh, you know, uh, you look at a guy like that, he's all of a sudden, his career, you look at it's he's got a major, he's won at Jack's place, you know, those are big. And he's 40. I didn't realize he was 40. Yeah. But he's got five wins. You know, that's more than Ricky has. Uh, so, all of a sudden, With a major, a nice too. Career. What's that? With a major, too. With a major, yeah, no doubt. And a real high-quality win at Memorial. Really good field. So, I think if you're a modern-day player, if you're, you know, out there today, and you just get the double digits and tour victories, that's going to be huge. I, I don't think you'll see all that many people that, that get there and, Certainly not to the levels we saw of, you know, 18 and 20 and a couple majors to get guys into the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think we're going to see a bit of a sliding scale down the road because the depth just makes it really hard to win out there week to week. Yeah, and if you look at the FedEx standings, uh, quite a bit of shuffling that's been going on there. Um, and some names you certainly wouldn't expect in the top 10. Uh, we've got... You know, Kevin Kisner, Pat Perez, Adam Hadwin, Pat Perez, wow. Brian Harmon. <laughs> I mean, those aren't some yeah. names I think uh, you would have been predicting at this point in the season. Well, I mean, we talked to Steve Stricker the other day in Ohio about his President's Cup team, you know, this September up in uh, New York. And uh, he, he right now has six guys that are potential team guys that have never played a President's Cup. Five of them have never played a President's Cup. Or six, I guess Brooks Kepka played the Ryder Cup, but these guys have no cup experience at all. So, you know, there's a chance that he goes there and play the international team with a lot of new blood, new faces. Kevin Chappell and Kevin Kisner and and guys like this. Justin Thomas is finally going to get a team, and uh, that that can be a good thing. You know, fresh blood keeps these guys hungry and they're eager to get there, and they don't have the scar tissue, and uh, they'll be ready to go. I'm curious, Jeff, because I, I know there was. Um... A couple of comments from from the Golden Bear about you know the possibility of of the tour changing the schedule and how that might impact the Memorial. Um, any takeaways from last week in terms of what you think the tour is going to do or what what they're yeah. moving closer to? I mean, they're moving. That's certainly moving in that direction. I mean, the the big goal is to have that last putt drop of the Tour Championship before a football goes in the air, right? Hmm. So. We want to get done by Labor Day, so that's going to take some shuffling. Uh, Jack probably let more out of the bag than the PGA wanted him to, but he did say maybe in Olympic years, when the schedule even gets more condensed, if you're trying to finish by Labor Day, maybe you would play a, a possibly a PGA at Muirfield Village. Uh, certainly the golf course is ready, and you can play in May, and that would fit into the, the new PGA championship schedule if they're moved to May. So. Uh, it's interesting. It's definitely moving that way. But there's a lot of moving parts, and some tournaments are going to have to fall out, maybe move to the fall, and, and there's a lot of shuffling going around and, and a lot of tours to consider. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts for the commissioner, and, and it's a pretty complicated thing, but they're certainly moving that way. Uh, finally, before we let you go, because Golf Week has always been one of the best at, at going deep and covering college golf, your thoughts on Oklahoma edging Oregon for the NCAA title? Oklahoma. Yeah, we, we were watching some of that uh, from from uh, the Memorial. The match play stuff was great. Both yeah, the sure was. The men's. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. 
And I, to me, what struck me was this Brad Dalkey, who made it to the U.S. Amateur Final last summer, plays for Oklahoma. He knocked in the winning putt. He committed to Oklahoma when he was 12 years old. Yeah, unbelievable. And just, right, and it was a big joke, right? It was like, hey, look what's happening now. You know, hey, maybe your kindergartner can commit today. <laughs> Bringing it, it full a circle joke. almost 10 years later. Right, 10 years later, and, and you know, there's that kid now, you know, like I said, almost a decade later, knocking in the winning putt for Oklahoma, and I just thought that, that was a really cool story. He's a really nice kid, a really nice family. His dad's a football coach who coached the uh, Stoops boys, and uh, so, you know, that was just a really cool story to me. There's always great stories on the college front, and that's why we invest a lot of time in covering them. Yeah, you absolutely do. Nobody does it better than Golf Week. And, all right, now's the time where I'm going to have you pick who's going to host the trophy on Sunday. Right. This is This is a tough one. To be eligible for the Golf Insiders Million Dollar. That's right. <laughs> Which, the by the way, let me just preface that by saying that we have done terrible lately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are like. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you Brooks Kepka. There's a guy. He's got too much game not to be in the winner's circle more. And uh, you know, he's a strong guy. He'll handle Memphis. He plays well there. It's a good record. And uh, he's going to get the win before he hits Aaron Hills. How's that? I think that's a pretty strong pick. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one of my um, ah. early U.S. Open picks. Ooh, you ready okay. for this? I am really right. going out on a limb here. Okay. I'm, I'm betting some money on KK on Kevin Kisner. Ooh, oh, wow. how about Kevin that pick? Kisner. What do you think? He's got an awesome, that guy's got an awesome attitude, and he's a great ball striker. I like that pick. I think he's kind of stepped to the next level, which I like. Taking a while, but uh, he's he's just he's one of those guys that's really sure of himself. And I like him. I like that early pick. I'm, I'll put all the money on that with you. All right. As always, we appreciate all your time. Jeff Babineau from Golf Week. Check out all their coverage at golfweek.com. Thanks, Bab, so much. You got it. Anytime. All righty. Will? Do I get do I get one or do I get two this week? I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into the field. Uh, take a guy that usually is maybe like on your shorter list of of lists. Uh, I'm going to go with Billy Horschel. Um, ah, I like that You know pick. how he plays a little bit streaky? Um, he's played really well here at TPC Southwind before. Won a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to go with Billy Horschel. And he likes, he likes the hot weather. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I from think... went to Florida, paid, played four years there, the whole deal. All right. Let's see. I am just, I'm spinning the dial here. I can see that. Um, where's it going? Where's it going to land? Well, as long as you don't take Brooks Kepka or Phil Mickelson, oh. anybody else from there. Uh, David Duval. Oh God. How about a flashback? <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, Daniel Summerhays. Okay. Redemption. All right, I'll take the redemption. All right, the Golf Insiders. We're out of here. T-